Please be advised, this recording does contain mature subject matter. You may find some words, phrases, and inferences that may trigger you, so please be advised and be warned. Hello everybody, Dungeon Master Academy here with you, another podcast. I had a very fun conversation today with a fellow DM GM. Uh, we talked about challenging players, um, the dynamics at the table. I know I've mentioned some of these things in my previous podcast, but it brought up a really good point that we spent some time on and I kind of wanted to share it with everybody. Um, table etiquette. Uh, and I know I've brought this up in one of my previous podcasts, but that table etiquette mostly was around devices, um, respecting DMs and GMs and respecting other players, right? These are things that we kind of hope that we already know. In this new remote world that we're in, in this online world, table etiquette kind of takes on a whole nuance and a whole new way of interpretation if and and here here are some things i would say are transcendent to table versus remote try your best to be on time if you can't be on time let people know especially if you're involved in twitch shows or online remote um content that's being shared if you're involved in someone recording a podcast, be mindful. There's probably a lot of extra effort and work going on in those kind of situations. Be on time, be early or communicate. Otherwise, the other thing too, is that in remote games, the camera, right? The camera is kind of the centerpiece to everything that's going on. Make sure that the other players can see you if that's the kind of game you're in if you're in an audio theater of the mind only you know make sure you have a good microphone make sure you have a stable internet connection those sound basic but they're actually you know by extension things of etiquette right these are etiquettes of behavior etiquettes of you know that you're going to express at the table at the remote game and these are things that you could be potentially um, judged by, falsely or otherwise. Once you have this agreement to meet and play this game for fun for anywhere from two to four hours every session you meet, it's the little nuances of the occasion that make it fun, right? The respect, the good equipment, the good internet. Um, if you're at a table, right being prepared um all of those things right and i can't stress enough uh, you know i'm always going back and forth about the whole communication aspect but in general table etiquette is very concise and it's very simple be on time communicate amongst players and the dm or gm be prepared bring your dice you know have a good microphone have a good internet connection have a good way to have you know your inner your interaction with the other players the other part of this is let don't be the only one that speaks all the time that creates a lot of negativity 
afford an equal opportunity to other members, maybe even be a little daring and encourage it um, to help immerse the team into role play and be mindful and respectful of other players at your table. You know, at home family situations are usually not as contrived and they're usually a little bit more laid back, a little bit more flexible. And etiquette doesn't mean don't banter or don't be a little silly and have some fun while you're doing it. But, you know, certain kind of, you know, signaling and behaviors that are meant to be harmful or disrespectful as a DM or GM, it's, you know, we got to shut it down because that's going to suck the fun right out of the game and create a very toxic environment. And I know for some people they go, oh, well, this is all stuff we should automatically know. I don't understand. It helps support the other hard part as a DM or GM is when you introduce new players. You know, if you got a group of four or five people and they've been playing together for like six months or seven months, and then one person has to leave, they don't have a choice, whether it's personal, financial, work-related, some reason, it'll pop up. You, as a DM and GM, you want to be very cautious. Is the group in a place, both emotionally and from a game standpoint, that they would be tolerant of adding a new player? Ask them, be open with them, make sure they understand what it means and that there's clear or there's clarity in what could potentially be a problem. Because if after six or seven months, your level one players are now level four, and you're explaining to them that this new player is going to come in at level three or level four, there could easily be some uh, angst over that reality. They're like, well, wait a minute, we worked really hard to get to level four. Why does this person just get to jump in as level four? And then, of course, you got to explain the, you know, the narration, the overall story arc, and you guys are going to be in doing encounters or situations that maybe a level one person just is never going to last. And it's a lot harder for a DM or GM to balance a party of you know four level fours and one level one now there's i'm gonna have a separate podcast about how to do that or how to possibly do that and how i've done it in the past but it's just another example of the challenges of table etiquette you've identified somebody at the table that is super toxic and you have to deal with it it's gonna happen if you run enough games especially if you run enough open games you're just gonna have to learn how to deal with it and learn what it means and the you know you can consult all the social channels that you want about how to do that and you can watch how they play out within the conversation but that dynamic requires care requires respect it requires that person to be given or afforded an opportunity to if they still want to play in the game to possibly alter or you know, adapt to the changes that are being requested. And usually they're very simple. I will tell you this as a DM or GM, the one thing you need to understand, it's your fundamental responsibility to establish the etiquette in session zero, remind on a regular basis to your players about communicating with you and making sure after every session, you're checking to make sure that everyone's having fun. This will allow for the continuous organic story to play out and to make sure that as a DM or GM, you're doing everything you can 
to prevent a toxic player from coming into existence because of either something perceived that you're doing wrong or the players are doing wrong. This will also help avoid the challenges of DMGMs versus players and players versus DMGMs. That seems to be a very common narrative I sometimes see in the social channels. Um, it's not one that I'm overly clear on why that happens, I'll be honest with you. But I'm working to be a better person and better understand how it happens so that I can help other people um, avoid the pitfalls and avoid the circumstances that create that. A lot of what I'm explaining or talking about is exactly what Session Zero does to minimize that kind of potential challenge. So, you know, keep that in mind. Yes, as a DM or GM, you've got to do a little psychology, a little philosophy, a little psychotherapy, um, learn to read people, learn to understand, you know, are they following the basic etiquette rules? Are they doing what's required? So I know it's kind of a heavy subject for Friday. I usually like to keep it light, but it's been 110 degrees for a week straight and it sucks. But I just, you know, it was an interesting conversation I had with a fellow DM, GM, and it felt important enough to me to, I, I really kind of wanted to just kind of remind everybody, table etiquette, create it, agree to it, adhere to it, and your game will benefit from its use. All right, Dungeon Master Academy saying so long, everybody. Be safe out there, and uh, I will talk to you next time.